0: Welcome to Awaken Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual, pot, I'm sorry, podcast from two girls, one joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us.
1: In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something and get the day started. Guys, we're already high as fuck. As we should be. As we should be. And today we want to talk about one of my favorite topics, which is how we manifested our husbands. Um, you can apply this to just manifesting your partner, but like we wanted to specifically talk about how we manifested our husbands, because I know that's a question that we get a lot.
0: And I feel like it's really cool because we really took two very different ways. And we didn't realize that until we like compared. But like we both used very different like tactics. Tactics. Yes. To get our men.
1: And I still, (laughs) and I heavily vibe with the tactics Kelsey used. But it's just, it's cool because you're getting two different perspectives. Because we, you know, we all come from
0: different lives and angles, you know. And there's a million other ways to do it. But like these are just two, two different ways. Two stoner babes. This is how we did it, guys. If you want to be just like us, this is what you do. Okay, so first you gonna be specific mm-hmm. um, and listen to your gut and what it tells you. And I really think this should be more focused on like character traits and things like that, feelings, and not like physical stuff um, because that's really not as important or powerful um, attraction obviously does matter, but I think relying on that and when you put a focus in that, it kind of turns it into a negative thing. Um, like if you're like, I want blue eyes, like I just think you're getting, like, that's when you start to get like, okay, a, Hitler. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You get a little greedy. Okay? <laughs> like that's not, while well, those things are important. Like I always like, you know, I think I thought of, I always want someone attractive, but like I would use that more broad term. Um, and like someone that I'm attracted to, not like, you know, it doesn't, cause like those things don't matter as much. All I'm saying, don't be shallow and then wait till you hear my list later. It's for (laughs) real, um, and be open to experiences, dating, bad dates, good dates, meeting people, disliking people, getting hurt, um, because unfortunately and fortunately all of that is it's learning. It's all so important to this journey and like finding a partner. for most of us. I also recognize like some people have a lot of social anxiety and stuff like that. I then, I, I I ask you to step out of your comfort zone and just talk to people, like just start there, but like gather and like get as much practice as you can on just having interactions.
1: My mom used to tell me in high school, like date as many people <laughs> as you can. And then some people would be like, is she encouraging slut behavior? And I'm <laughs> like, I don't care.
0: <laughs> I mean, Good job. Good job, Mrs. Brockman. It's funny because I, I really didn't date that many people. I know, actually it's very fun. I was gonna say, you were like the least slutty. <laughs> I know.
1: I feel like you school I would I missed have... my slut era. Your school- Slut was... era, I say, as I lay in bed next to my husband with my hair scarf tied around my head.
0: <laughs> Literally though. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, be patient, you will receive all of your desires. Everything that you want is coming but your timeline might be different than like what you want. And that's okay, you gotta just trust it and wait. Like uh, we had another episode recently about how you're different at every stage of your life. And like, that's so true. And so sometimes all just about timing. Um, Remove the idea that you won't be happy without a partner. This is one of the things that's gonna hold you back like the most, it is such, it's hard to see people around you in happy relationships and not want that. That is a completely valid feeling. Um, but when you hold your back yourself back from happiness, which is what you're doing by telling yourself you can't be happy until this, then you're your own obstacle. Like you're making it so that you're not gonna have this. You're, you're just setting yourself up for hurt and failure. Um, and that's something you can control. And so anything that you can control, you wanna like get your grip on. Fall deeply in love with yourself, date yourself, Fuck yourself. Do all the things you wish your partner would do. Buy yourself flowers. Figure out what you like and your standards. I think that's a huge part of this. Like the biggest first step is finding who you are and finding what you want and not settling. That's my last like little tip. Don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. This literally saved me. I think the thing that I am probably most grateful for besides Cole now is the fact that I did not settle in my previous relationships. Um, Little story time. Before Cole, um, I was in love with another man. We lived together, our families met, we had four years under our belt, and one day I woke up and I knew I had two roads ahead of me. One, with this guy who's kind and has a good job and is a good cook, where I would be taken care of and content, but I would be missing a lot of like little things that I was constantly thinking about or I would leave him and see who I really am and try life on my own. And I did that, I was so proud. I moved out, I left him, I did all of the things and then I jumped right in bed with another man and then we dated for a year. Um, so I didn't, I didn't do it very well the first time, um, but I met this other great guy uh, and he was way more attentive. So I was like, ooh, maybe this is the one. And like, he came right after, this has gotta be perfect. He was older, he had a great job, another great option for life. Like there was on paper, nothing really wrong. Well, he was 32 and he lived with his parents, but that wasn't because he didn't have money. I learned that it was just cause he didn't like doing laundry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and so like, again, I had like, yeah, this path ahead of me where I could do one, I like, could stay with him and be content or I could leave and like, try this all again, start over again. And that's what I did. I decided again that like, hey, if I'm not really feeling this, I can't, I can't be just content for my whole life. You know, like I, I want more than that. Um, Some people don't need more than that, like that's, and that's cool. That's fine. I needed uh, a little bit more spark. (laughs) Um, And I realized that was really, what was really happening was like, I. I think I had this fear that I was broken. I think I was worried that like the reason that these perfect guys, like I wasn't connecting with or wanting this is because like something was wrong with me. And then I I learned like after reflecting, this was when I really started like journaling and stuff that from, I was stopping myself from settling in a relationship that wasn't everything I had dreamed of. And what I had dreamed of was like these ideas, this relationship where like everything is equal. Um, I have a voice. My partner looks at me and I feel how much they love me. They text me first thing in the morning. They like do that thing where they grab your face when they kiss you um, and like surprise me, laugh at my jokes. Like sharing music was a huge thing. I always thought that was so cool when couples like shared music. I had never done that. Telling me like I'm beautiful, great in bed, openly speaking about real stuff, responsible, flexible with my time and their time. Loves dogs, loves obscure comedy, can teach me things, handy, has the same like morals and values, um, and then I had like yeah this list of like okay this is this is what I want this is cool, and then I started dating, just trying it out. I ju- I, I literally was using these men for dinner at times like I didn't have money and I was like oof free dinner. Now I would offer once because uh, I am a lady, but as soon as you fight back, I'm backing down. You're no no thank you thank you for dinner um (laughs) and but like some of them i actually did like uh and like i would i really tried to give all of them a chance you know i went into every date being like okay let's see like let's see how this goes um and so terrible some of them lasted for a couple dates and then one of us ghosted each other some of them i fucked on the first night never spoke to again like you know there was a all different outcomes of these um but none of them were really like horrific because all of them I was able to reflect on myself and learn something from. So like, it was almost like I would leave those dates and then be like, okay, so this is not what I'm gonna do. Like, I won't settle for this. I had a guy, that we were sitting on a couch watching a movie and he opened up tinder he had his arm around me and he opened up tinder and messaged another girl um oh hell no and i sat there and i was like mm, okay and the movie was a quiet place so like it was <gasps> it was silent like oh so i was just sitting there like mm, mm, okay okay what okay okay let me let me and then i was like okay don't say it like it doesn't matter whatever whatever and then like three minutes later of thinking festering on this i was like Okay, no, I'm not, I, I deserve to, like, say something. And so I just, like, flat out asked him, I was like, were you just texting someone on Tinder? And he was like, well, yeah, I just, like, I didn't think we were, like, serious, serious. And I was like, no, we're not serious, but I am right here. Like, you have to, like, Yeah, have some respect. respect. Exactly.
1: Like, I was like, what the fuck is During going? During A Quiet Place to right? like, the
0: quietest movie.
1: Damn. Right. So, of course, you're just going to glance over and notice. Exactly. Guys. Like, Zay and I um had sex in the movie theater at a quiet place. Almost had sex. We tried and then we were like, we don't wanna get in trouble, we should just fucking leave. We should just leave. No one was in there, but we we hadn't seen it. We were excited to see it and then as soon as the preview started, we started hooking up and then um we yeah, we realized like after a few minutes, we were like, damn, we picked the wrong movie.
0: Right. And we were in the back. <laughs> but it's a, not a good movie for secret, secretive things. No, secretive it's not. Apps. No, it's not. We didn't even finish it. We don't. I don't know what the fuck happened in that movie. Uh, it wasn't that good. Um, I ended up finishing it later uh, without <laughs> him. Um, and I don't even give a fuck. I'll name him Keith. He's got the stupidest name. Sorry, uh, Mo's dad. Oh, right. I do. Hey, Mo. I'm going to call him Mr. DeGreen. That's all. <laughs> These opinions are Kelsey's, not mine. <laughs> Okay, this Keith, young Keiths suck. Um, and so I, as I was dating and meeting these guys and having these experiences, I started to pick up like some things that I was realizing like are not, I will not settle like texting another girl while you're with me. Yeah, period. Um, I cannot date someone who is in an active porn ad- addiction. I tried that. It did not work for me. It will never <laughs> work for Retweet. me. Retweet. <laughs> oh God, if we've all been there, please. <laughs> What? <laughs> cannot, cannot do that. Um, I can't date a twin or an only child anymore. I'm so sorry. No hate. I can't date them. Um, if they wouldn't meet in public, red flag, no. If they talk too much, no. If their laugh annoys me. If they have funny feet, there was this guy with the hairiest, like, hair between his toes, hairy feet. Just hair all over his feet. I couldn't, I couldn't date a hobbit. It just ruined it. Bad smells. If you don't smell good, I'm so sorry. It's just, I can't date you doesn't mean I don't love you um doesn't respect me my time if they're a cat person um and like it may sound like silly or petty especially you know like if they don't like cats but like I don't like cats
1: that's not the petty one Kelly
0: <laughs> I think I feel bad about that one but I just can't date a cat guy I'm just not a cat guy I'm not um and so I had like all of these Um, things that I believed a relationship should be or what I wanted in a relationship and then also a list of things that I don't want. And I kind of put those together and I had one of those random dates and I met this guy named Cole and we had an incredible time. It was like one of the greatest first dates of my life. We had uh, about a week together where we had some of the greatest sex of my life. He had to go to Hawaii. He had lied to me and said he was gonna be like in town for another year or ten months and then... Men,
1: men lie about the
0: dumbest shit. And like the funniest thing was he lied to me and this was like the second day because like he told me that, while oh, you're messaging on Tinder that like, he was here for ten months. So like it was our second date. He had slept over at my house because we were having sex because so that was kind of oh, Tinder, guys. That's what we were doing. Um, and then he, dr- he left my house at 6am um, to go like check in with work or whatever. Then he went to Dunkin Donuts and drove back and I lived like 30 minutes away so it wasn't like an easy drive to tell me that he had lied to me um, which I thought was super sweet but also I was like so used to men being dicks that I wasn't like upset and he yeah. was like I don't know like, I thought you'd be so mad and I was like well one you're in the Navy like I just assume you guys yeah I get shipped off all the time right, why right. can I like and then two I was like well honestly I'm just you brought me a coffee like <gasps> usually they just ghost me yeah, you set
1: it face to face right. I'm
0: like how how can I be upset um and then we had this one last night where it still holds my greatest orgasm of all time like we just had like this magical night and then he left and before I would have sat on this and him and this relationship and I would have put so much into that and been like, oh my God, I can't believe he's gone. I wanna like try and make this work. Um, but I just trusted timing. Um, I had it in my gut. This was really before I was even spiritual. I journaled just to journal, but I wasn't, there was no no spiritual aspect to it really. Um, but I just knew like, oh, I gotta trust this. Like I just gotta, whatever. And I continued going on dates. Like I continued whatever, I continued my life um but now i had this guy that i was like ooh, but he's he was the best one so far like um but again i was like he's gone i'm never gonna see him and then a year later not even nine months later uh the universe brought him back to the east coast from hawaii and he drove five hours to see me um i kissed him immediately like it was just such an immediate connection and like yeah i knew there that like that was that was it he was it um and i think like not Trusting my happiness and trusting like my gut of just being doing what makes me happy at every moment was one of the most important things, but also just trusting timing and not putting expectations on things or putting myself in a box or these men in a box. And now that I've done that, I have a marriage filled with more love than like I ever knew was even possible. Um, I took a chance on myself and like my true happiness. And that allowed me to find a partner who checks all of my boxes and then some. He like carries me to bed guys and he grabs my face with both hands when he kisses me and he like wakes up and just tells me that I'm beautiful. Like, and I know those might sound like silly things but like it was those little things that I was missing. It was that little bit more like of intimacy and connection that I needed that I know not everyone needs but I recognized that I did and that I like took the chance on and I found it. It came, I manifested it period and uh Yeah guys, so um, just don't date cat people. It's like my biggest, (laughs) no, okay. First we're gonna take a little ad and then Danny's gonna tell us her love story. Okay, so
1: I had a very different experience with my just like relationships and dating and everything than Kelsey did. So I kind of like that we're coming from such different angles because honestly, my situation is not the situation that I would like hope people have. Um, and I wish that I could come from like a more intentional, like I honestly, like when I was t- thinking about like telling my like experience, I wanted to add, like, oh, I was very intentional, but I just well, it wasn't. so let's get into it. Um, <laughs> I had come I had just not just. I had been about eight months out of a very abusive long- term relationship that was just it did a number on me, obviously, like, Physically, mentally, emotionally, but I just like I had I had so much unfucking in my brain to do. Um I wasn't it wasn't just that relationship, you guys. Like I'd come from also being at a school that was really unhealthy for me. And I had a really hard time as a kid, and just like in childhood. And so this was a time where like once I had broken up with my ex, um, I for the first time was like, I have to figure out like, who I am, like, I, I knew who I was in terms of what other people wanted me to be, I was like, yeah, I'm a good dancer, I'm a soubrette I'm a what? you know, all that shit, but I didn't know who I was, like, genuinely, what are my beliefs, like, yeah. what do I like to do, I didn't even have, like, people that I, like, I didn't know what, did I like movies, do I like TV, <laughs> did I like YouTube, like, I didn't know, right, um, Cause I had really fallen out of like everything about who I was from being in a toxic relationship. So I had had so much time to like come up with exactly the set of rules. I guess, I guess I should call them, I didn't want to say rules, but they are rules. Cause they were like very clear boundaries and non-negotiables, um, about what I was and was not going to accept. And I think the biggest thing for me was I had come from a place of having to prove myself to this person all the time of having to be like. You don't need to be mean to me. I'll just, I'll love you even harder and I'll make even more money and I'll do even, I'll just be better and better and better. And I was trying to prove myself coming out of that relationship. I was like, hold the fuck on. I was perfect. Like, and obviously no one's perfect, but damn, when you're in a shit relationship, you feel perfect. Like when you're not the one doing the abusing and all that, when you're the one trying so hard to make it work. So I had really figured out like, damn, I'm a valuable fucking partner. Like another person would be so lucky to have me. And me and my mom um we had like a tricky relationship growing up but one thing that she was really really good at was telling me like you can have anybody you want do not settle like she would be like don't even have a boyfriend date as many people and like just wait until you like find the one that is perfect for you like do not like have long-term boyfriends she wanted me to like experience shit she was very pro slut culture (laughs) love that for jennifer yeah and honestly like I wish that I kind of had that I but everything happens for a reason and I know that I had to like yeah you know go through all of this but that being said like it was a it was a, a huge like i didn't realize how much work i was doing for manifesting i thought i was doing all of this healing work and i was doing it just for myself but these non-negotiables were more about me they weren't about i'm actively looking for someone it was more like i was on my high horse like i'm that bitch if you even want to talk to me i have so many fucking hoes in my dms if you even want to talk to me you better prove yourself like what are you bringing to the table um so then that being said that was an energetic shift of like out of desperation i know in a lot of videos about how to like manifest a partner they talk about don't be desperate and what they mean is don't have desperate energy don't have the energy of needing someone or actively seeking someone in a way that's like i don't have it i don't have it when am i gonna have it i was at a place where i hated men so i was not looking for a man Um, and I had kind of been like seeing someone very fucking casually. We, okay. We had been casually seeing each other for like three months and we had not fucked yet. You guys one thing about me like one of my like i had a lot of sexual trauma that i was working through um but sex with boundaries but still sex itself was very important to me so i wasn't really taking this relationship seriously because me and old boy were like not even into each other he told me straight up like we look really good on instagram together so he wanted to like model with me and take pictures with me and i was like i don't even give a fuck, like because fuck men um that being said Isaiah and I had matched on Tinder and then I added him to my Snapchat because his message was not sexual. Like he wasn't like, oh, I just want to fuck you, you're a bad bitch, um, which don't get me wrong. Calling me a bad bitch is awesome. But he had just like such a good question. Like he asked me about kind is the new cute because it was in my bio and I was like, oh, like what a quality man. So I added him to my Snapchat and then I really didn't talk to him for like months. Um, he was super sweet and he sent me a good morning message or a good morning to like Snapchat every single day, which I now looking back, I'm like, he was manifesting. He was the one plotting. Um, and I kind of just like would answer when I felt like it. And it was kind of one of those things where you're like, you know, you have like, hella hoes but you don't really give any of them attention and so like Isaiah wasn't even like one of my hoes he was just like a kind guy that I had added from Tinder that was always respectful and we didn't even really have like many talks but he was just always like I would post a story and he would be like oh my god you look so pretty today um your story like brightened up my day like I had a you know the navy sucks but I love looking forward to your stories like you always look so happy like he was just very kind and not creepy so so I kept him like on my snap.
0: That's so cute knowing Isaiah now because like I know wouldn't reach out to se- like unless you really like he, that's such a like yes that's so sweet yeah <laughs> yeah so he was never the type of like he didn't ever hit on me
1: in the way that was like oh you're just so hot and I just I just like really even though like That's still that's okay when you just want attention like that's obviously that's fine and sexual attraction is very important to me Um, but I just there was something really cool about the way he handled it how he was just so like Oh, you're just a cool person. Like I really admire you as a person and like your vibe so then one day he wants to take me on a date whatever in in new york um he took me to a Knicks basketball game for our first date he said i could bring friends but uh all my theater friends number one they don't give a fuck about basketball and number two the couple people who would maybe go with me were busy so i was like no it's okay like you can bring your friends but like my friends aren't coming like they're not gonna want to do that um and I'm not kidding. It was a divine connection when we met. Like, I didn't wear the right team's colors. I had cystic acne one eyelash in from my extensions. Like, I looked a mess. I was not excited about this date because I was like, I don't even feel confident. I kind of hate men. Um, And then I got there and I saw him. And I'm not trying to be dramatic. Like, energetically, I just started fucking healing. Like, I just felt like I was home. Like, and we both said that to each other. Like, because it was kind of... It's kind of awkward to explain it because it almost sounds lame. Like, I'm, I know that explaining this, people aren't going to be like, wow, that's goals. They're going to be like, you guys are freaks. But like, after we had met and then like, I like a couple days later, I went to his um, house and I like slept over for the weekend. We literally didn't talk for like, uh, I don't know, like maybe like 45 minutes. We just laid there cuddling. We weren't even watching TV. We weren't asleep. We weren't fucking. We weren't even kissing. We were just like cuddling and like we could just like feel how happy the other person was. And then we were like, I don't know. I just really like being around you. Like, I'm just so happy to be in your presence. Like it was very, it was just divine. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. (laughs) Um, And so i wrote in my journal the night that i met isaiah i it was crazy like i called my mom i got home at like 5 a.m we had gone to the next game then we went to a bar he met all of my friends some of my friends were in drag and he was so cool with them which was like one thing about me one of my non-negotiables was i did not want to have to like teach a man about um just having basic respect like i didn't want to have to teach them about why being homophobic is bad or why racism is bad Thank God Isaiah is a black man and his family has like people of uh, like in the LGBTQ like he's just uh, such a well-rounded human so it was so perfect he loved my friends um, and his friends loved my friends so I was like nice he has he and like surrounds himself with good people which is also really important to me. So I wrote in my journal that night and I was like even if he and I never see each other again because like he's in the Navy and maybe he's gonna have to leave I don't know. I'm just really happy that I met him tonight because my heart finally feels like I'm going to be okay. Like my heart felt like alive again. I was like hopeful again about like love. Like it was just, it sounds like corny, but like he literally was healing me like from the inside. Um. But then we started dating and I manifested that. So here's where it gets like a little weird. I'm a scripting bitch, right? I'm a quantum leap bitch. As soon as I had him, as soon as we were dating, I was calling him my husband it did it was a little bit too forward but like guys i'm psychic i'm a witch i'm spiritual like i was manifesting um and i just knew he was gonna be my husband so i, I did start calling him that like a little bit too soon and he did he did let me know about a month in that it was making him a little nervous um so and and that one hurt that Really was like a hit to my ego, and I changed his name from Zay Baby, my husband, to um, Zay Baby, my honey, and I hated, I hated that. For it was oh, I was furious. He was Zay Baby, my honey, for years, and I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, but you guys, I didn't stop manifesting. I would script every day, and I would do these like um. So I used to when I lived in New York, I worked at Del Frisco's, the one that's like at the World Trade Center, um. And I would do Danny's Daily Gratitudes on they used to have these like stock papers that you could just take notes on, especially because like the host would have to like make a bunch of calls and like take messages and a bunch of shit. So you just had a ton of like notes. Um, I would take one every single day and do Danny's Daily Gratitudes, and I would always put him as number one, but I would write, I'm so grateful for Isaiah, my husband, and like our life together, and da-da-da. But I specifically said husband, even though he asked me not to. <laughs> even though. Of the talk, like, you know, the talk we had had, I was super serious about it. Well, as soon as I graduate, he, I signed my first New York lease apartment. Like I, I'm literally like two days into living there and he FaceTimes me on my way home from work and he's so happy. He has the sweetest smile and it just made me so happy because I had like a long day at work. And I was like, hi, baby. And he was like, hey, I, I know that you're like walking home. So I wanted to FaceTime you. I, I have something to ask you. It's so important. And I was like, what's up? And he was like, do you want to get married and then just move to New Hampshire here with me? And like, I'll take care of you. And um, I was like, wait, is this a proposal? Because that wasn't very good. Like, <laughs> where's the ring? Also, I'm just I just signed my apartment two days ago. So like, why? Why are you doing this right now? Um, and I could tell that that kind of hurt his feelings, but also my feelings were kind of hurt because I was like, don't you care about my life in New York? Like, aren't you proud of me? Like, um, and, but whatever. I was like, I'm not saying no, I want to marry you probably more than you want to marry me. Like, bitch, I've, I've been the one saying it and you told me to chill out. Um, and so I was like, Isaiah, like I'm. I don't want you to lose this energy i wanted to marry you first fuck like come on like i just can we put up can we put like a pin on it just until my lease ends like goddamn. I, I, um, and and he was he was fine with that like obviously i could tell i i like bursted his bubble a little bit and then i was upset because i didn't want to burst his bubble because i wanted him to be excited about marrying me but it was just like odd timing my dude like baby i love you but what the hell um, and on FaceTime Isaiah and he was in New Hampshire and I was in New York and it was just I was like baby what and you sometimes he would drive down to see me on the weekend so I was like you couldn't have even done it in person <laughs> um but it worked out how it was supposed to okay so like I at that time when I had said like yes but not right now um I got kind of nervous in between uh, during the in-between phase that maybe I fucked it up and maybe he wasn't gonna ask me anymore because he was like well if she didn't want to marry me then like you know what I mean I just started to panic. So there was a period of time where I would be like, oh my God, like I'm kind of falling into a mindset of like lack and um, that scared me because I was not trying to reverse something that I knew in my soul was like divine connection and meant to be. So what I did was I had to go back to myself and back to like focusing on me because one thing that like. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, like, it did make me question, like, myself and my confidence, like, I went from being, like, you have to prove yourself to me, to, like, shit, maybe I should prove myself to you, like, you did want to marry me, and then I had said, yes, but not right now, and, like, it, I mean, a year and a half went by after that, like, I was like, damn, I thought you was gonna do this sooner, um, and, like, there were, I mean, guys, I thought on my 23rd birthday that he was gonna propose, um, and... That did not happen. That the, he waited until April, the following. I was say that was the he following gave the necklace. Yes, he gave me a very sweet necklace, and I thought it was a proposal. The way he like had the box out and everything. So like I started to panic that he was just like trying to be like, "Hey, I like what we're doing now, and I don't want it to change slash I don't want to progress." Um, <sighs> So what I had to do was go back to my mindset of, I'm that bitch, I don't have to prove myself to anybody. And I had to rely on my spiritual morals because I was just paranoid and I was like, spirit, what do I do? And the universe was like, dude, Everything that happens, happens for your highest good. And what's meant for you will happen for you at the correct time. So in order, so that was like good because I needed to have that fallback of like understanding. But I needed to have something in my 3D to keep me occupied because I I am going to overthink. So what I had to do was go back to like, um, just shit that gives me confidence. So what I had, (laughs) this is kind of like when my rapping on TikTok started because that was something that brought me like so much joy and so much confidence. And like, it just made me feel like me again. And especially when I started to get nervous about self-worth, I have to remind myself like why I'm cool, why I'm that bitch. So I started rapping a fuck ton on TikTok. And then within the month that I started rapping on TikTok, I was proposed to. A oh, boom. A oh, boom. Um, And one of the things, one of my favorite things about this whole experience was looking back on all of those non-negotiables that I made, all of the lists of like, this is how I want to be treated. This is what I deserve. A lot of the stuff that I put on that list kind of changed slash... Um, happened out or happened 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 just a bit differently than I expected it to So the one of the things I put on my list was that I wanted someone extremely masculine bitches I didn't know what the fuck masculine meant. I had no idea Um, my best friend Emily can attest and I'm so embarrassed by this you guys But when I was like in high school, I had so many daddy issues, right? My dad was a drug cop. So I was like So, you know to me daddy issues. I'm like, what's the opposite of a drug cop a drug dealer? I will become a trap queen um and so yeah i tried i mean i exclusively dated drug dealers but then i was confused as to like i was like wow i'm dating it's not the fact that they sold drugs first of all they were like petty drug dealers like y'all not moving weight you're barely doing anything like why would you why would you talk such a big game and not even do that much um and yeah but I wanted to be a trap queen so fucking bad Bennett. and I thought if you weren't a trap lord then you weren't masculine Emily Glott quotes me on that I'm embarrassed about it still but I so my big thing was I need I wanted someone masculine I don't know why guys like I needed to heal but what I ended up with was exactly that um but in the correct form of masculinity and in the healthy form. I think I used to like a toxic masculine kind of guy, even though I would say like, well, I want someone who's politically correct and I want someone who's really accepting. Well, then my idea of what masculine was, uh, was not those things. So I understand now why I wasn't seeing results and what I wanted. Cause I was going for the wrong type of people. When I, uh, uh, when I let go and let God, <laughs> But when I just like let the universe do its thing for me, I went back and like looked at that list. And Isaiah is masculine in all the divine ways. Like this man, he takes care of me. He like and I'm not, I'm not trying to like, I'm sure everyone's husband takes care of them in in their own ways and their own nice. needs. But in my needs, he is perfect for me, you guys. Like. Not only is he like patient and helps me heal from my sexual trauma, he became the sexual assault victim's advocate of his boat so that he could like just take the course and like learn more about. He wasn't intending to be the victim's advocate of the boat, he just wanted to take the course that they offer on base because he wanted to learn more about it, um, just about sexual assault in general and, like, why it happens and how to handle it and the effects of it and stuff. And then he realized through doing that course that they didn't have that role filled on his boat, which feels fucked up. Like, you should have to have positions filled.
0: Well, it's the Navy. But it's, so. yeah.
1: So he <laughs> noticed, like, they didn't have that on his boats, so and then he applied and got the job of it. So, like, that's... And he always just makes a point to learn more about, like, my mental health um in general just like to like deepen his knowledge and like figure out what i need like yes he'll do his own research but he'll also be like when this is happening like how can I best help you and then in the future I see him apply that shit like it's just so different than like what I thought masculine was but it ended up being exactly what I needed so it's just kind of funny how Kelsey was talking about be specific be specific and one of my specifics was always I want someone masculine I didn't know what it meant and then as I became spiritual and learned about divine masculine I was like oh my god
0: that's Isaiah so it was just it's on it's all divine it is it's so fucking divine and that's the thing you guys have your own divine love story out there and for some of you it might be a divine love story with yourself like yeah some people that's how it like works out but like that's okay um
1: and i'm I'm excited to hear everyone else's love stories too because like we all come from such different perspectives like and and, like isaiah was a one and done
0: (laughs) i was his first we'll leave it at that Um, and right, like that's the, um, that's the funny thing is right. Like these were two different stories from two different perspectives, two different experiences, and there are so many more out there. So like, if you're hearing this and like, maybe this doesn't resonate with you or like, you're like, oh, I've had a different experience, like whatever go. I encourage you to like, go listen to other stories of like how people have gotten through traumatic relationships and like love trauma, because I think like, yeah, bad relationships even if they're not like abusive, they can be traumatic to your heart. Like yes. a bad breakup is, is something that's a trauma in your life. You know, those things can really leave an impact. And I think healing yourself is just the most important thing you can do because that's how, like the one commonality, you know, we had such different stories, but we both had to find time to find ourselves like, and mm. I think that, that most stories like this will have a, a piece that is that, that will be, searching for yourself and finding out what you want and making making some sort of a list of non-negotiables or whatever you want to call it um, and allowing yourself to make that list. I think we try not to be petty or we're like, oh, I should be open to everything. No, you shouldn't. If you're not into something, don't be open to it. Like, Oh, my God, you
1: guys. Oh, my God. Yes, for no reason. I popped off on Isaiah in the car. We were listening to a song, and, like, in it, the word anal came up, and I paused the song, looked at Isaiah, and I was like, you will never stick your dick in my ass because I've had that done one too many times, and I didn't fucking like it, and I didn't want it. And if you need it that bad, go get a fucking man. And he was like what (laughs) why are you going off on me and also what do you mean like you can have anal and not be with a man and I was like no you're right you're right my bad um I'm triggered sorry about that uh but that was one of my non-negotiables was you have to be okay with me saying no to
0: anal and that's the thing like yes have those preferences if you don't like sucking dick then be open about that don't ever I think when we put ourselves in situations and in relationships where we're doing things where we're uncomfortable and we're forcing it, that's when we're doing ourselves the biggest disservice with dating. Like as soon as your gut is saying no, listen to it and like trust it. And then things are gonna come. Like you'll be happy when you just find your happiness
1: and this episode is 100% about like a pure love connection but because Kelsey brought up sucking dick if you want to watch a really good sex ed spiritual video Anila Sita the spiritual bad bitch it's Anila Sita 101 on YouTube did an amazing sex ed episode and she literally gave dick sucking tips and bitch I took notes
0: Damn, I'm gonna have to watch this. Yes. Um, But yeah, explore manifesting. There's lots of other like really cool sides. Danny mentioned um, SPs. SPs, which is a special person. Specific person. person.
1: Um, Roxy Talks speaks on this a lot. If you guys go to Roxy Talks YouTube page, she has a a whole like course on it and a whole playlist on manifesting an SP. That's something that um, again, Kelsey and I did not do. But... uh, I'm not against it. Like I, right. I'm, I'm actually very fascinated. As long as both parties are consenting, um, that's a uh, that's one of the big things about an SP where it can get tricky. Like, yeah. like if the other person is like, "Bitch, I have a restraining order against you." Well, yeah, stop trying to manifest them. <laughs>
0: stop doing that. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Aaliyah Lovely also has a workshop on her Patreon, um, where she does manifesting your lover. I don't think it's SP. It might be. Um, but I think it might just be like a partner, like but manifesting nice. like your perfect partner. So there's a lot of really cool other resources out there too, um, and it's a really fun like subject to learn about. So have fun with it.
1: Hell yeah! And stay high. Bye.